we also did karaoke on Saturday night, and Stephen was there. It was actually a really, really good time. Mm-hmm. A place called Chapman. Um, yeah, it's in Roswell, yeah, Roswell, um, Georgia. It was really, really fun, and we uh, we pretty much opened the spot and closed it down. So we had it was a it was an eventful weekend for sure, but a great weekend. And great happy weekend. latest Mother's Day to everybody um, yes. who celebrated Mother's Day with their mother or as a mother. Uh, you know, happy Mother's Day to you guys. And Michelle, speaking of Mother's Day, we uh, I saw your post uh, today about Mother's Day, and I thought that was very touching and very very real, very real. Um, you know, tribute to yeah, your mom. Yeah, already know. I lost my mother when I was seventeen, so Mother's Day is usually um, tougher for me. But the older I get, the more I realize that you know everything happens for a reason, and definitely she taught me all the all the good things that I have been instilling me was instilling me by her. So I certainly live in her light and, and carry on her her calls. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what all. I think that's what we all should live for is to have someone else carry on our good qualities and reinforce those qualities so that when we pass on that our children or um, people, our loved ones are able to carry on those memories and, and live in our light. So um, certainly miss God and, um, and, and but I know that, that she's in a better place. And, and it was a great weekend, you know, regardless. Um, uh, I had, I was surrounded by a lot of family and friends. And so um, I think my perspective uh, as the older I get changes as well. So. Exactly, exactly. So uh, definitely, definitely glad we, it was a great weekend. It was definitely a great weekend. So I'm going to say everyone had a good time. Um, Adam, tell us about what's going on in the world of movies. How's everything going with you? Uh, everything's good. You know, I had a uh, I had a good weekend as well. Actually, I went down to Florida, the uh, Panhandle area for Mother's Day. So uh, yeah, yeah, I met my mom and brothers down there. So it was a good, quick weekend. I mean, it was only. Did you go to the beach? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it was cloudy actually until Sunday afternoon, about three o'clock when we were leaving. So, um, oh, I got I got a little bit of sun, but I mean it was really warm and still went in the water for a little bit. But yeah, it was in the, definitely not the sunshine state at the time when we were there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad but, you uh, had a good, a good trip. Oh yeah, 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 and it was a quick, you know, five six hour drive down there, so uh, easy to do. But uh, yeah. I did catch up on a movie too. Um, so since I uh, was absent last week, I did catch up on Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to kind of give my uh, opinion on that. Um, Spider-Man 2 is, of course, the second in the Amazing Spider-Man series, and we continue the story of Peter Parker and his relationship with uh, Gwen, Steffi, um, Gwen Stacy. And uh, this has a new villain. Jamie Foxx plays Electro, the villain in this one. And it was um, it was okay. I was a little bit let down, and I didn't. I was kind of on a roller coaster of wanting to see it, not wanting to see it. It met my expectations in the sense that I had little, had low expectations for it. It was about two and a half hours long, and there were parts where it was a little too slow, not enough action. Uh, as kind of a superhero fan, I want to see more action in my movies, and they kind of went more with the love story in this one, but. The fans will like it. You know, people who are fans of the Amazing Spider-Man will enjoy it. So if you wanted to check something out, go with it. I just wasn't uh, wasn't the biggest fan. Jamie Foxx did fine, but, you know, Jamie Foxx usually always does fine. So um, no no disappointment there. The next you know, movie, I... Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Chike, he reviewed uh, Spider-Man last week, and he basically said the same thing. He, he wasn't impressed. You know, with and I, that kind of disappointment because I just recently saw, uh, you know, the last the last Spider Man and I thought how great the movie was and I was really looking forward to this one. So I hope I, hope I have a different experience. But GK, 
you all both said the same thing for the most part. So that's kind yeah. of fun. <laughs> save it for save it for a rental or if you're having to see it on TV, then you can watch it. Moment. <laughs> it's definitely something. It's definitely a, it's definitely a movie that you can watch while being on the computer, if you know what I mean. You don't have to focus too much on those. So. Uh oh. <laughs> no, that's fine. Some people are gonna do that, but then not me. Um, for Neighbors this week, which is the Zac Efron movie with um, I always forget his name. So I'm Seth Rogen. So Seth Rogen, Zac Efron are kind of the stars of this one, and this one is. Starring a newly, uh, a couple of Rogan plays with a kid, have a new baby, but they still want to feel young. And so this fraternity actually moves in next to them, and they they party with them at first, but then things go bad, and, um, you know, a little bit of implausibility in that story, but they, they use it to move along. And it's kind of them going back and forth against each other. It's actually, it, that exceeded my expectations. I had a little bit of low expectations of that, but it's a lot funnier than I thought. It has... James Franco's brother's in it as well, um, Dave Franco, the younger brother, and it looks just like James, and they also in the fraternity, and it's, it's a good comedy. So Seth Rogen plays the same character he always does. Zac Efron does a good job. I haven't seen him in a movie in a while, so that was a surprise to see him um, in the new movie. But a lot of comedy. It's definitely crude humor, so don't uh, bring the kids to this one. But if you're looking for a good, easy laugh, then uh, check it out um, if you want something new this weekend or it's black. Okay. Illusion? And then, no, I'm here. Sorry, sorry. Okay. It's okay. kind of cut off. And then for this weekend, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the new Godzilla movie, which has been uh, hyped up a lot, so we'll hope it meets expectations. And then the week after, because I think uh, is Memorial Day weekend, that's when we get X-Men Days of the Future Past, which is also high on my radar. Okay. Okay. So definitely some good movies coming up on the X-Men usually does very well. So look forward to hearing yep. your review on that. All right. Thanks a lot. I will have a great week. All right. You too. Hey, Ron. What's going on, man? What up? What up? Happy Monday. Going? Happy Monday. How's it going for you? Things are great. I literally just got off the phone with my 88-and-a-half-year-old grandmother. Wow. She, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's She actually, of course, lives in Atlanta, hot Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just talking, yeah. talking to her. She, she told me all kind of stuff about great cousins and great, so you know, you know how old people are. Yeah, yeah. I love her. I love her. I love her. But man, <laughs> take it off. Take it off. And and all you can do is just listen. That's all. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yes, ma'am. I hear you. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you gotta enjoy, like, enjoy the while they're here. Enjoy the while they're here. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, so how was how was your weekend? Great weekend. We were just talking about a very eventful weekend. Um, Michelle's cousin was in town, and we showed him the city, um, went to several places, karaoke, soul food restaurant, um, went to this place called Sage, like a nice little restaurant slash bar, went to mm-hmm. Chef Rob's uh, Lounge, had a good time, very good time. And then, and then I forgot to mention that Michelle and I, we did Stone Mountain again uh, on on Sunday, which usually she, she does it a lot, and that was my second time doing it with her. But it was so okay. hot this time, so it was a little bit harder to get up the mountain, but, but we still did it, killed it, did a little workout, we got up there and came back down. Then we ended up like this, uh, this Michelle, what about that, um, that little store we went to where we got snowballs? Oh, yeah, it was, uh, there was a, um, hey, Aaron, what's up? Hey, Michelle, how's it going? Everything is going well. Um, yeah, there was a snowball, um, 
New Orleans style snowball mm-hmm. shop that is close to Stone Mountain, Stone Mountain Village. Really cool mm-hmm. little spot they do New Orleans style um, snowball and Chicago style popcorn, which is very yeah. interesting. But mm-hmm. oh, we did that. We're good. You know, all the years that I lived in Atlanta, I have never been to Stone Mountain. I, wow. I'm just thinking about yeah. that. Like, wow. Why? Yeah, I didn't so, well, next time you come to visit, we'll we'll check it out together. Absolutely. Thank you, Miss Parker. Exactly. Perfect. That'll work. Yeah, That'll I work. went for the first time with, with Miss Parker uh, this this year, and you know, I mean, it once you get up there, you'd be happy. But 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 it's just a good workout. It's a really good workout. Okay. So anyway, cool. Tell us about the world yep. of sports. All right, sports, sports. Well, this weekend was the NFL um, draft, so mm-hmm. you know um, it was. A lot of young men that became instant multi-millionaires, so um, oh that was that was <laughs> exciting. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, number one draft pick overall was Jadavion Clowney um, mm-hmm. from the University of South Carolina. Who um, he 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 actually had a um, an awesome NFL draft com- combine experience, okay. um, which mm-hmm. which was like a a, a couple. A, a couple couple of months ago, I mean he's he's just an amazing athlete, just awesome. So anyway, so it, it was it was pretty much rumored that he was going to be the uh, first first overall pick anyway, and and it actually happened. So big ups to him. He's a multi multi millionaire. Um, let's see, big ups also to Johnny Manziel, who, who you know was one of the the more um, I don't want to say overhyped, but because he's he's a very very good player. But you know he's with him comes lots of drama, lots of media attention and stuff. So uh, he he actually um, people said that okay he was he was drafted in the first round, but but um, actually late in the first round. So so people were actually saying that his um, his on draft stock kind of um, dropped. Cause I think cause of all of the drama that that kind of goes with him. So um, anyway, big ups to him. He also got drafted, and then also that was, um, that, is that the, was that the one the opening game line in here? You said he said what? What was that the one the opening game uh, player? Opening game. Oh no, opening game. No, 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 no. Michael Sam is the okay. Opening I, didn't, I didn't hear who you said. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I said Johnny Manziel. Okay. Okay. Or Johnny Footballs, people call him Johnny Manziel. No, Michael Sam's stock dropped big time. Actually, he was um, Mike Michael Sam was actually rumored to to have been between the third to a fifth round pick, and he actually got mm-hmm. picked in the um, seventh round. Seventh round, yeah. Yeah. So that I. People want to, you know, I'm, I don't know if it's because of his sexual orientation, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, or because he actually had a really bad NFL draft combine. Yeah, it was, yeah, his combine performance was horrible. It was, it was really bad. So maybe that might have that. I'm thinking that more, more so than his sexuality kind of dropped his um, status. What about the dude out of Cleveland? Out of yeah, was it Cleveland? That was supposed Johnny to be Manziel. first. Johnny, no. yeah, Johnny, yeah, that's um Johnny. Oh, that's Johnny okay, Football. that's Johnny. Yeah, okay. uh huh, yeah, he, 
Yeah, because he was actually they 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 all said that he was going to be a um, top top ten pick, and he actually wasn't. Like his his stock dropped big time. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because of all of the media hype that actually came with him, but his um, stock dropped a heck of a lot. So I don't know. I I think that teams just are. I don't know. Maybe they're not into all of the hypeness that comes along with with players, and they just want just a nuts and bolts, you know, just go out there and play kind of guy. Game. I don't want all uh-huh. of the yeah. I don't. Well, I don't need all of the extra attention that goes with it. So maybe that's I don't what think it that's is. what it is. I think what happens is the analysts they they pick somebody and then they overanalyze that person. They overanalyze them. exactly. The team, I exactly. think the team is trying to make the best decision for what they need. And I don't think exactly. the analysts have any inside information on what each team needs. And I think right. they just overhype one person like they always do every season, every every draft season. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think even with with Michael Sam, I I would think that he probably wishes that the media wouldn't have been so over excited with him. Which I understand he is the first openly gay NFL player to have been drafted. You know, I, that's. That's major. I understand that, but for him, he just wants to be considered a football player, which which he is. All this I have extra... a question for you regarding that. Um, they're supposed to be boycotting um, uh, ESPN in three days for showing him kissing his Kiss partner. Him. What do you think of uh-huh. that? Really? What? I didn't even hear about what. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> People want to boycott ESPN because they showed him kissing his his. Wow! So it's okay yeah. whenever these guys kiss their girlfriend, it's fine. But when he kisses his boyfriend, it's an issue. Wow! I think yeah, there was a lot of backlash, and it was the one player who actually tweeted something about. He I heard, yeah. kind of, and he got. I heard about that, and he has to take it back and. And, and take this and, class and apologize and, and and take a class. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Just ignorance. I'm like, come on, people. This is. It, silly. I think it's very ignorance, but I also think yeah. at the same time because you know, I was having a conversation with someone about this, and I, I, th- I think at the same time because of football, be you know, you see a lot of men watching football and women too, but it, 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 it's hard because the first one for them, the first gay person for them, and yeah. they're probably having to get used to. That. But, but you know, it's a sense of the times. You know, things are changing. You know, people right. they're 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 out there. They're doing what they want to do, um, exactly. and people need, need, need to have to get used to it because it's going to be more prevalent. You know what I mean? But, um, right. but yeah, I, I think I think it's it's because someone said that their brother made a comment like, you know, he said I don't have, have anything against anyone gay, but I didn't want to see him kissing his boyfriend on TV. You know what I mean? Well, uh, yeah. get used to it, people. I mean, y'all. Yeah. This is this is so silly. I mean, to me, it's 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 so ignorant. It's so and it's such it's 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 so hateful. You know, it's it's so hateful. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's just pure mm-hmm. hate. Yeah. Haters, haters, haters. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's it's just sad. So um, I, I think that Michael should actually use this as motivation. You know, just channel it. Use it to help make him an even better player. Um, but newsflash to, to um, people, there are gay football players that are already in the league. They might oh, not yeah. have announced it to to the world, but they're out there. They're um, on teams right now. 
well-known yeah. players. Wake up, people. They are already there. They're, um, and they're kissing their um, boyfriends in the lips and on the mouth and, you know, and, and all that. It's just behind <laughs> closed doors. It's, it's not in front of cameras. So just, just ignorant, just stupid, man. Stupid, stupid, stupid. But anyway, it'll it'll get better. It will. You know, this yeah. is the first. This this is the first. So it'll get better. And more power to Michael Sam. More power to him because, you know. Yeah, I appreciate his, his courage. You know, anybody who doesn't yeah. stand up and beat himself. That's really all that matters. You, that's, mm-hmm. you, that's, yeah. that's what life is about. It's about you life, saying, right. you know what, well, this is my life, and I have mm-hmm. enough courage to live my life. Not many people are living their true, true life. And exactly. True Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and actually also I kind of think that some of these people that are actually hating are actually jealous because they're not comfortable enough with their sexuality or, or with themselves or as a person yeah. to be mm-hmm. comfortable enough to actually live their to live their truth. Like a lot of these people are probably living in and living a lie or 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 hiding or, or in the closet or whatever. This man is open and honest and comfortable with who he is. And I dare some of these guys to even say what 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 they're saying on Twitter, I dare them to actually say it in his face. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's cowards. Punks. Just cowards. So because trust me, I'm, I'm sure Michael Sam can can defend himself quite well. I would not mess with this man at all. I would not. <laughs> I would do it. Trust. He's not no little, little little bitty boy. He's a big, grown muscle man who can definitely, yeah. you know, fight. I'm sure. So, but yeah, ignorance, 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 ignorance. But yeah, thanks, Michael Sam. Oh, and and also, y'all. I don't know if y'all heard, but Michael Sam's jersey. It's the second, um, second most sold jersey, most sold rookie jersey, in in the draft. Um, Johnny Manziel's jersey, who's who was the player that got drafted by um, Cleveland. His is number one, and Michael mm-hmm. Sam's is is number two. So people are buying these buying Michael Sam's jersey. I mean, by the bucket load, just by the boatloads. This brother is going to make the St. Louis Rams a lot. Of money, people are going to be buying these jerseys. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, and also, thank you, St. Louis Rams. Thank you guys so much for um, you know drafting him. You know, it took y'all seven seven rounds. So be it. But thank y'all for actually doing it. So, big ups to to the Rams. Absolutely. And what's also great is the fact that he got drafted in you know by St. Louis. He played college football in Missouri. So it oh, it good. works out well. Yeah, it works yeah. out well. So yeah, it works out very well. So um that's pretty much it with the world of sports, man. Um nothing pretty nothing's going on major in in basketball right now. Um just waiting to pretty much for um these these um this these semifinals to uh, end so that I can see the um top four teams yeah. play. Um I'm picking I'm gonna go with the Clippers and San Antonio out of the, which will be the uh, final two teams out of the West and out of the East. I have Miami and I'm gonna say the Pacers. So, and then those four teams will fight it out to be in the finals. So. All right. And that's well, it. Well, appreciation. Have a oh, great oh, oh, thank you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got. I, I have one more thing to announce really quick. I am okay. officially. A senior, a college senior. Um, Congratulations! Thank you, and I made Dean's list. Congratulations! 
thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, two A's and two B's and all is well. I'm almost there, That's y'all. Right. I'm almost there. Hard, hard work there. paying You'll off. You'll be there. Absolutely. Congratulations. Thank y'all. Thank you. All yeah. right. Thank y'all so much. All right, y'all. Have a good one. All right, have a good one. All right, thanks. Well, Janera's not on tonight. She's actually going to take a break off because she's going through some transition good things. But um, but go to budgetshopaholic.com for, uh, for her updates on, you know, what's going on in the world of fashion and discounts. But the entertainment topic of the day, is, our question today is, what are your thoughts on the whole Jay-Z, Beyonce, Solange controversy? And people have been going in, they've been talking about it all day. Miss Parker, take it away. I am drained already with this. <laughs> it's like Beyonce overload. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's too much. I mean, I was just as shocked when I first saw it. Yeah. Um, I think shocked mostly that, I don't know, I think I was just a little bit surprised by Solange. I didn't see her as being the type of person who would act up in public. Right. Um, yeah. I just didn't see that in her. I thought, you know, I don't know, I just didn't see that. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was also pleasantly surprised by JC's reaction. Yeah. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. then also, you know, but I, I, I quickly realized that, you know, why wouldn't they have issues? We all have family issues, and I mean, we are everyone. Everybody experiences the same thing. We're connected mm-hmm. by our experiences. Like everyone exactly. is human. Every, no matter where you go, everyone have experienced the same thing. We share the same human experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I agree. then I quickly came back to like, okay, well, it's not that abnormal for them to be going through something like this. Right. Um, right. I, we don't know what the backstory is, but I just think mm-hmm. that, wow, when things happen, I mean, people just, it's just, it is crazy to me how everyone is, I mean, my entire timeline, like, I didn't take a break from social media until it blows over. To me, it's uh, it's just too much. It's like, it shouldn't consume you, because I can guarantee you, Beyonce's not sitting around worrying about you individually. You know what I mean? You know where they are are right now? They're at the the game, the next game. Front front row. (laughs) Front row. They're at the... They're at the next game. And so, and I, and they I have find probably that, moved on from that situation. because yeah, that was I mean, last week. That was last right. week. And, you know, and, and what bothered me was because I know how hard they try, and I admire this about them as celebrities because a lot of celebrities don't do this anymore. They try to be very private, you know, for even when everyone knew they were together, they never confirmed it. You know what I mean? They, they had a secret wedding. Um, you know, they didn't announce the pregnancy until after it was done, you know, almost, you know, um, this has been very proud about the relationship. So, and you could tell in the video that they were trying to keep everything in that elevator because they, the Julius, the security guard, hit the emergency stop so that they could get everything resolved before they got out. And if you see the video um, of them leaving the hotel for the after party at Meta Awards, they walked out like you wouldn't – if you didn't see the security video, you wouldn't have known anything happened. Solange had right. a little upset face, but she wasn't – no one was acting crazy. You just went by their release. But so, so what bothered me was the fact that the security guard, whoever leaked that tape, because you can tell from the video they recorded it from on their cell phone, from the video, the monitor. I know that – Oh, they, they recorded they, it from the monitor. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The, the, the part one of a security guard. Well, and I know, when TMZ is giving away hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, uh-huh, right. And they said, shoot, forget the security guard. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but I felt bad for them. But I will say this, and this is just the sign of the times, social media, 
the pictures, you know, the little pictures they've been making, they have had me in tears. And it's not because of their situations, it's because of how they're taking things and, and just making reference to the situation. Um, I've been crying. I don't mean to, but it's hilarious to me. It's hilarious because no one knows what happens. People are speculating. And, you know, someone also said, um, you know, a lot of people are, are upset with Jay-Z and don't even know what happened. But they haven't even said anything about Solange. She's the one that got physical. You know what I mean? And if he would have knocked out, mm-hmm. then it would have been an issue. But, but um, like I said, no, I, I've had people tell me that he probably was caught cheating or he probably hit Beyonce or he said, we don't know what happened. We right. don't know what happened. You know what I mean? We right. just saw the footage like everybody else. But I'm so glad mm-hmm. to see them out and about today, like, nothing even happened. You know what I mean? And they actually were out, you know, five days after that night um, at another game. But the fact that the, that the video went viral today, and yet they still said, oh, well, we're still going out, I like it. I really like it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like someone just commented on my Instagram because I posted a picture of them out and about today talking about bad or women's syndrome. How do you know? How do you know that she's a bad woman? You know I, mean? I hate when people make assumptions because these are people's lives. Like, Thank you. you know, I was I had a conversation before even all this came out with mm-hmm. a friend of mine yesterday regarding people feeding the drama. I think people do that because it makes them feel better about their lives. Right. It takes yeah. away attention from them focusing on their problems. And I'm, I'm, call me selfish. I don't spend right. more than a few minutes focusing on somebody else. So, yeah, the first 30 minutes or so, you know, you and I chatted about it. Right. It was like, ooh, what, that's crazy, whatever. But I was over it after that because you know, I'm, I'm going back to working on me. Like, yeah. I don't spend a lot of time analyzing other people's lives because the energy you're putting in other people's lives, you can put on yourself and fix yep. you and be the best version of you you can be. I'm, I don't need to be preaching on here, but it it's just, true, I don't know, it rubs me the wrong way because those are people's lives. Until mm-hmm. things come out, and we know what happens. Now they're they're making up tweaks and making it look like Solange is putting it up that Beyonce was being beat. Mhm. And, and someone made that. That's a fake Twitter account. Yeah, and I know. I know. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then uh, like, you know, people people, people were saying that um that you know I, I don't know. I, I just think that it it. it of course, you know, because they're celebrities and, and in everyone's eyes, they're the, per- they're the perfect couple. But but for me, what this is, is made them real people for for me, that every family has this stuff. You know what I mean? Every family argues or, or whatever the case may be. And so I definitely wish them the best. I'm, and I'll, they're doing well. They're about to go on this big tour. I'll make a lot of money. Tickets are already selling out left and right. So, you know, um, hopefully that they are all able to work through it, you know, as a family. Another Another thing that's been in the news as well, um, your girl Sherry from View, she's going through a divorce as well. Um, I heard that. I it to you. I mentioned it to you yeah. over the weekend, yeah. which was very shocking because mm-hmm. that's all she talked about was that man. That. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of the View, you know, Barbara Walters, her last day is Friday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> her last day is Friday on the show. She's like in her 80s. And she's retiring from being on TV. I think she said she'll do a few specials here and there for ABC, but um, she's not gonna. She still will be like an executive producer um, of the View, but she won't be on TV every day. Um, but I think you know, I think she's she definitely. She needs to rest and enjoy her and enjoy her her, yeah. her her remaining days. You know, what I mean, she uh-huh. worked her whole life. You know, she yeah. have done some really great TV, but it's definitely has sickness. So she's at the age where she needs to go. 
Um, but I wanted to go back to, to Sherry. Um, okay. okay. She, I read that um, they are actually having a baby using a surrogate. Um, oh. And the baby okay. is due in a few months. So wow. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's just weird to me because um, when the surrogate has the baby, the surrogate must be freaking out right now. When the surrogate has the baby, a surrogate is somebody who carries the baby for a couple, but it's not biological. Right. biologically the person who's carrying it. So it's her right. eggs, his sperm, in somebody else's body. They just mm-hmm. like pretty much rent somebody's body to carry it. Exactly. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's kind of a scary situation that they're going to be going through this divorce and the baby is born um, with all the custody and all that, all that drama that's going on already because he's asking for a, a large sum of money already from, you know, from oh. the court, the, the divorce papers. Um, so I'm hoping wow. that they're able to work that out. I am too. I really am too. That's crazy because yeah, because she was talking about how happy she was to find love again because you know her her first husband cheated on her, um, had an affair. So you know she was happy to find love again, and they. I mean, it's all talked about foul, foul, foul. So just hopefully that they are able to work it out. That's kind of sad. It's kind of sad to hear that. Any anytime a couple is going through that, but um, you know, unfortunately, to the um to uh to Kelly Rowland. They got married this weekend, her, her oh, did husband. Okay. Yes. Okay, congratulations. Congratulations. Did they have a uh, ceremony? I mean, like a wedding? Actually, yeah, it was in Costa Rica. Was Beyonce there? No. From from what I heard, Beyonce wasn't, from what I read, Beyonce wasn't there. Um, mm-hmm. the, I heard it was, they wanted it very private and very small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, congratulations. I saw a video of Mimi from uh, Love and Hip Hop. She was at uh-huh. some club, club, and she had um, the shower rod in her hand and said that, you know, talking junk as she does, saying, of course, she didn't, she couldn't uh, hold herself up with the ride. Her man was holding her up. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'll just open that situation with her. Well, listen, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll come back. Crazy. We'll uh, <laughs> be right back after this. Right back. Hype Magazine, a magazine that gives you all kinds of flavor for your entertainment needs. You can purchase Hype Magazine in all major stores, as well as getting it digitally at www.gethypeonline.com. Get your ad in Hype Magazine now and subscribe by calling 1-301-579-HYPE. That's 1-301-579-HYPE-4973. This is brought to you by EOTM Radio and Media. Ty Bollinger is a happily married husband, the father of four wonderful children, devoted Christian highly regarded book author, medical researcher, health freedom advocate, former competitive bodybuilder, and also certified public accountant. During the last 18 years, he has lost seven close family members due to cancer. As a result, he has devoted the last decade of his life to medical research to find alternative cancer treatments and cures, and cures so you and your family don't have to experience the same tragedy. Uh, he has summarized this voluminous amount of research and natural cancer treatments in his book, Cancer, Step Outside the Box. Please help me welcome Ty Boringer. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate you having me on tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, you know, like 
like I said in the intro, a lot of people can uh, relate to this. You know, their families have been touched by it or know someone who has it. And, and lately, you know, in the last two years, I've had, I know at least three or four people, maybe four or five people who had to deal with cancer. And so, you know, when I when I came across your information, I definitely had to reach out because, you know, I, I think there, you know, a lot of people hear about chemotherapy and radiation, how it really just breaks down the body, you know, and to hear someone that has uh, done research for alternative methods, I think it's a great, great conversation to have. So thank you for coming. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. And you're right, you know, that everybody nowadays has been affected by cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even on the American Cancer Society website today, if you go look at there's a little document called Cancer Facts and Figures 2013. Mm-hmm. It says that one in two men and one in three women alive today are going to face a cancer diagnosis. So it's, it's something wow. that's going to affect everyone. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think that it's the numbers keep increasing? Well, we're being exposed to an ever-increasing amount of uh, environmental toxins that are compromising mm. our immune systems and making our bodies break down. Okay. I mean, I okay. think that I think that's probably the bottom line. That fig, that uh, the document that I just uh, referenced that, that's what it says actually. It says okay. that uh, about five percent of cancers have some kind of a genetic link, and the other ninety-five percent mm-hmm. are some kind of uh, related to some kind of toxicity. Okay. Okay. Wow. And I know that. So, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say. So, what really happens, uh, you know, kind of in a simplistic view, is that. You know, our, our immune system, are the uh, our natural uh, protection against invaders, against disease, and and when our immune systems are compromised with all of the toxicity that we have, uh, when I say toxicity, I'm talking about the chemicals that we're exposed to in the water and in, on, on our food with the pesticides in the air, from jet jet exhaust and other chemicals in the air. When we when we've got the electromagnetic frequencies now with all of the cell towers, we've got uh, radiation. This is what we're being exposed to. And you get all these different toxicities. Finally, that immune system just says, hey, dude, I can't handle anymore. And at that point, you know, this, the, the, can- the cancer begins to take over the body. Because cancer is a normal occurrence in a body, but an immune system mm-hmm. that's functioning is able to handle it. But when we have a compromised immune system, that's when we get into trouble. And I was, I was reading that. So our body, you know, a lot of people, even when they're, they're healthy, they're, they're producing cancer cells, but the immune system is what what defeats those cells, the beats those cells. And so when a person gets diagnosed with cancer, uh, 9 times out of 10, they have to have a surgery or they have a surgery, and then they have the big three uh, protocols, slash poison and burn. Tell us about that. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the typical protocol today. If you have cancer, you're diagnosed with cancer, you're either going to get, you're you're typically going to have surgery to cut out the tumor, and then -hmm. you're going to have chemotherapy, and or radiation to to uh, right. kill the, to kill the cancer cells that are left and make sure that it doesn't come back. Now, unfortunately, it, uh, that doesn't really work too well. The statistics show that, that uh, chemotherapy is uh, around three percent effective when you're looking at five year survival. So that's not very wow. good. That's a study that's a study that was done in uh, Northern Sydney Cancer Center, Sydney, Australia, released 2004. Um, and, and so, really, when you look at the, the cancer as being a disease of a, an immune system that's compromised, they're real, you're, you're never going to have a long-term cure by injecting chemical poison, which is chemotherapy, and or radioactive poison, which is radiation, into the body. You, you know, you might have a temporary fix. I'm not saying that that won't kill the cancer cells, 
because it certainly does. Chemotherapy does kill cancer, and so does radiation. The problem mm-hmm. is they also create a lot of side effects, and they also damage yeah. the body. And so long-term, it's difficult to have a, a long-term control. Wow. Wow. So tell us about some of the things, uh, the holistic or, or natural or, or alternative methods that people can kind of help themselves. Yeah, well, one of them that I like to talk about, it's kind of fun to talk about because it always stirs up a lot of controversy, is hemp. Um, I was just on, uh, in January, I went on Fox News to talk about hemp being a mm-hmm. control for cancer. And I uh, mm-hmm. got a lot of good publicity from that. But hemp's, hemp has, we've, there's over 50 studies in the last 10 years that have been done that show that the cannabinoids in hemp, which, whether it be THC, which is delta, delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol, that's the, that's the psychoactive component in hemp. Which, mm-hmm. which will get you high if you smoke it. But there's also, right. another, there's also another cannabinoid called CBD, which is cannabidiol, and it's not psychoactive. But there's been studies that have been done on both of these different chemical constituents of the hemp plant showing that they cure uh, anywhere from 10 to 11 different types of cancer. And we're talking about breast, prostate, pancreatic, uterine, cervical, lung, liver, um, biliary tract cancer, it's, it's amazing the studies that have been done, and, and one of them was actually done at Harvard Medical School in 2007, and wow. I think that was on brain cancer. So we've got a very, very potent plant that has uh, extremely beneficial uh, reactions with cancer, and it controls cancer very well. Unfortunately, it's, not, uh, it's difficult to access it in, in some states. Now, that, that, that being said, you can access the, the high CBD hemp, which is the cannabinoid that's not psychoactive? That's available now in all 50 states, and many people don't know that. They mm-hmm. think that, that hemp, you know, they think that you got to move to a state where. And when I say hemp, I'm talking about you know the slang term for it is marijuana. But right. That's, yeah. that's not you know that that was a term that was coined by the U.S. government in the 30s to make people afraid of a plant. Mm-hmm. It's not. It, mm-hmm. There's nothing to be afraid of. Hemp is very medicinal, and um, you can still get you can get high CBD hemp oil in all 50 states right now as we speak. Wow. Wow. So, because, you know, we're seeing a lot of people, well, a lot of states, uh, they're starting to have the conversation of legalizing medicinal marijuana. Um, right, right. Uh, and do you think that this has something to do with it because of the fact that it is? Because I saw a study on CNN uh, with Dr. Gupta where he was saying, showing there was the one guy, he had, like, convulsions in his stomach, like real yeah. painful contractions. and you know, within a minute of smoking, you know, this marijuana, I yeah. mean, it was like night and day, you know, night yeah. and day. And so uh, and he had been on all these different medications throughout his life, and his dad was concerned because his dad was the next drug, you know, abuser, and he didn't want his son to be addicted to anything. But he said that that was the one thing that really, uh, you know, controlled him. Do, do you think that that this has anything to do with the state's having the conversation? Oh, sure. And, you know, I, I know what you're talking about with Dr. Gupta. And I really mm-hmm. appreciate his stance on that because he's, he actually was against hemp he and medicinal was, marijuana yeah. for a long time, uh-huh. and he came out, uh-huh. and then he said, I'm sorry, I was wrong about this plan. Yeah. So I appreciate yeah. him being honest about that. But, yeah, right. that's, that's why a lot of states are heading that way because there are so many medicinal effects of the hemp plant. And I'm very familiar with that, that, that study, that, that, uh, that story. That was a, I believe it was a man that had epilepsy. And oh, hemp okay. has been shown to be very, very effective against epileptic seizures, both the mm-hmm. high THC oil and the high CBD oil, and uh, and also the, actually smoking the high THC hemp plant 
very effective at calming those seizures. Here's another thing that's interesting too, Stephen, is that most cancer patients today don't actually die of the cancer. They die of what's called the wasting syndrome, which is I called cachexia. It. It's when you're, uh -huh. you know, you, you notice that cancer patients, before they die, they're very, very thin, look mm -hmm. like they've been in a concentration camp. They're wasting mm -hmm. away. And yeah. what happens is if you'll give them a little bit of medicinal marijuana, let them smoke it, it'll create an appetite. I mean, we all know that, you, you know, you smoke, smoke right. pot, you yeah. get the munchies. Well, if you give that to a cancer patient, it'll actually make them hungry, and they'll actually begin to start eating again without, having, without throwing up, because a lot of times right. they're throwing up from the side effects of the chemo. So mm -hmm. very, very uh, positive medicinal effects from the hemp plant, especially when we're talking about late-term cancer patients. Let me ask you a question, because, you know, we're talking about medicinal marijuana, but do you think that most marijuana, like most people that when they buy marijuana, uh, even if it's not medicinal, would that help? Would that cause the same, uh, you know, results? Uh, you mean as far as uh, being in cancer protective? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, that's, that's an interesting question. There's a recent study that came out a couple of years ago that showed that people, and you've always heard, we've always heard, you know, don't smoke pot because you'll get lung right. cancer. Well, that's, that's not, not true, true, actually. Right. No, uh -huh. the, stu the study came out and it showed that people that smoke pot actually have a less chance of getting lung cancer yeah. because there's so many protective benefits of the THC that even though they are inhaling hot smoke into their lungs, there's so many positive benefits that they actually have less lung cancer in pot smokers. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was reading on... Uh, because we're going to talk about it in a minute, your upcoming uh, uh, doctor therapy is coming up, um, that most, about 40% of cancer patients, they, they die because they're, you know, you, we talked about them losing their, their appetite uh, and yeah. not eating, yeah. which breaks down their immune system, which causes them to pass, because the immune system can't fight at all. So they pass right. away. Um, That's right. Talk about that. Well, yeah, I mean, that one of the, the, as we talked about earlier, cancer is a disease that results from an immune system that's compromised. Mm -hmm. So then the typical regimen today is to put those patients with a compromised immune system that are very sick on drugs that initially chemotherapy drugs were developed based upon drugs that were used in the gas chambers in Nazi Germany, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the mustard gas. So, you know, okay. it's, it, it's a set of drugs that are very, very toxic. Now, I'm not saying that, they, like I said earlier, not saying that they don't have medicinal effect against the cancer cells. Mm -hmm. Chemotherapy will kill the cancer cells very, very effectively. The problem right. is that it's not selectively toxic to those cancer cells. So it will also harm your good cells that mm -hmm. are fast-dividing cells. And cancer cells are fast-dividing, so the chemo kills those fast-dividing cells. But your bone marrow is also fast-dividing cells. That's where you generate your immune system. And so mm -hmm. while you might be killing the cancer initially, when you kill that bone marrow, then you've killed your immune system. And so then that's why a very common occurrence, Stephen, is that, uh, you know, 6, 12, 18 months out after the patient has undergone chemotherapy, they'll come back and they'll find out that no longer is it just breast cancer or no longer is it just yes. prostate. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. And the reason mm -hmm. is because they destroyed their immune system with the treatment. And so, that's, wow. you know, that's, my mission is, to, is to, to inform people that there are actually other treatments that they can use that won't destroy their body when trying to heal them. It, to me, it just seems ironic that you try to heal a sick person by making him or her sicker. Yeah, I mean, I've just seen some of the effects, you know, um, and I hope she doesn't mind me saying this. My mother, she's actually battling uh, cancer right now, and, mm. you know, it started last year, uh, pancreatic cancer, 
and they treat her with chemo, and it, it just took her out. I mean, it just really just, you know, it, it, you know, she was finished by December of last year, um, and, you know, she started looking at herself again, and she said it's the first time she's like a real person, it's a real person mm-hmm. again. And, unfortunately, it's come back um, mm-hmm. recently, so she, she's doing treatment again. But we were looking at different alternative things. Um, so what, what, right. would you, what would you tell a person? Because, obviously, getting the news, cause, and I, can, I know as being a son, you know, um, but I can only imagine the person, but getting the news, okay, yes, you, you have cancer. You've been diagnosed with cancer. What do they right. do? Because most, the nine times out of ten people are going to go to the doctor and they're going to start to get the surgery, the chemo, and what whatnot. What would you tell a person who wants to try an alternative, a more holistic, natural uh, approach? Yeah, I would tell them that the number one thing that you can do is to to read up and, and learn as much as you can. Now, once you've mm-hmm. once you've been diagnosed, that's a little bit more difficult because then you're kind of put in panic in panic mode right, by exactly. the fear that a lot of the doctors will will generate in you. You know, they'll they'll say, mm-hmm. you know, either you do what I tell you or you're dead. You know, yeah. and it generates a lot of fear in cancer patients. But it's not too late though. So what I would recommend for somebody. You know, like your your mother that's already gone through the treatments, is you need to get a hold of some supplements and some foods that will boost that immune system and bring it back. And because it's never too late. I mean, that's my message is it's never too late. And I've seen stage four pancreatic cancers turned around because wow. it's, because they, people start eating properly, giving their body nutrition and fuel that it needs, eliminating the toxicities from their body building their immune system, and the body is miraculous. It will come back from a really, really dangerous place sometimes. So that, you know, that's what I would recommend is that, that people look into nutrition, look into organic foods, look into superfoods, look into far-infrared saunas so they can sweat and detox. Hyperthermia kills cancer cells. Uh, mm. There are several different products out there that are really, really good at boosting the immune function so that the immune system can now recognize the cancer cells, tag them, and kill them like it's supposed to. There's a whole host of things that you can do, probably well beyond the scope of what we have time for today. But um, you know, a good place to start is to go to my website, which is cancertruth.net, and I've got a ton of uh, newsletters over about the last five years that I've posted there. A lot of good mm-hmm. articles up there for free that people can begin to learn and see that there actually are options and there are ways to bring your body back from a very sick state, and you can do it naturally. Okay, and let's talk real briefly about uh, sugar. Because I, I was reading yeah. that the cancer cells, I was reading on your website, cancer cells grow from gl- the glucose that's in sugar. So, that's right. Um, tell us about that. Yeah, cancer cells are what, are what is referred to as an obligate glucose metabolizer, which is a fancy term that means they like to eat sugar. And mm-hmm. so the cancer cells are anaerobic, which means they, they, they live and they respirate, they breathe without oxygen. That's how they produce energy is they, mm-hmm. they, uh, they, they produce it anaerobically. And the way they do that is they ferment sugar. And so that is their primary fuel source. So in order to kill the cancer, if you want to get rid of your cancer, if you hate your cancer, then starve it. Don't give it the fuel that it needs because cancer can only produce energy if you're intaking sugar. So that's mm-hmm. why the first thing that I would always recommend to people that have been diagnosed with cancer is that they eliminate all processed sugar from their diets. Now, you can't get rid of all sugar. I mean, there's fruits and vegetables have natural sugars. Right. Anything that's processed, added sugar, get rid of it because that will fuel the cancer cell. And uh, the most successful diets that I have seen are from people that have gone from eating, you know, your typical processed foods, your sad American diet, the standard American diet, which is really, really sad. And they go they go to to juicing, 
eating fresh vegetables, a little mm-hmm. bit of fresh fruit, eating fruits in their natural state, eliminate sugars, and they basically starve the cancer. It doesn't have any fuel wow. anymore. Wow. Well, let's talk about your documentary, upcoming documentary. Um, it's called The Quest for the Cures. And The Quest for the Cures yeah. is the first ever investiga- investigative report, 60-minute uh, style document, d- documentary, excuse me, miniseries that will broadcast to the world for free starting Monday, May 26th through Sunday, June 1st. Each episode will air primetime nightly at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard and again at 9 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Tell us about First of all, uh, we know why you embarked upon this, but tell us what we can expect uh, in, in the documentary. Yeah, and you can you can read all about it. The website is www.thetruthaboutcancer.com, mm-hmm. and you can read about it there. But what it is is, is basically me, over the last month, I've been traveling all over the country to 20 different states, and I've been interviewing experts at cancer, medical doctors, homeopaths, naturopaths, scientists, researchers, and even cancer patients that are alive you know, 10, 15 years out of diagnosis and, and basically putting together a documentary miniseries. But it's going to have the feel of, a, of like a, a reality TV show where you, mm-hmm. you know, travel, travel channel style where people can follow me as I go to find the quest for the cures. And, and um, you know, I, just, I just basically am uh, I'm an, I'm an unbiased reporter through this series and I'm getting the experts to tell you their opinions yeah, on cancer, uh-huh. and, and we're, we're just putting it together in a way that we might be able to reach a lot more people than your, your typical webinar or something that's in, out there on the Internet. You know, this is going to have a wide base of people that can see this and really learn about their options when it comes to treating cancer naturally. So, as you said, it's going to air from May the 26th to June 1st. You can go to www.thetruthaboutcancer.com to sign up to watch it for free. And it's going to have some information that's really, really powerful, and it's going to help everybody that watches it uh, be able to, to learn and prepare and actually prevent that cancer diagnosis. That's our goal, not just to help people treat, but help people to live a lifestyle so that they can prevent and they won't be one of those one in two men, one in three women that are diagnosed. Yeah. I mean, the numbers are crazy. Why do you think that, you know, Physicians, not all physicians, but a lot of physicians, they're not going the holistic approach. They're they're wanting to do chemo, wanting to do uh, radiation and whatnot. Why why do you think that's their approach? The the reason is because that's what they've been taught in medical school, and so mm-hmm. that's that's all they know is that's what they've been taught. It doesn't have anything to do with them being stupid or anything. They're very very smart. Most medical doctors mm-hmm. are way smarter than I am. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I could have made it through ten years of school. But uh, they're, they're only able—they're only able to teach you, you know, what, what they've been taught in medical school, and, mm-hmm. and so the problem is not with the doctors; it's with a system that teaches drug-intensive medicine, and that all goes way back a hundred years to what's called the Flexner Report, where the American Medical Association was co-opted by John Rockefeller and, and Andrew Carnegie, and they took over the AMA and funded the AMA to go out and evaluate the medical schools that were teaching sound medicine in what was called the Flexner Report. And this is what has determined the basis for medicine over the last hundred years. And in the end, the schools that received the funding from the Carnegie's and the Rockefeller's are the schools that lasted, and those are the schools that teach drug-intensive medicine, because Rockefeller's goal was to take over the petrochemical and the pharmaceutical industries. And that's what he did. 
by co-opting the medical school. So it's a long story. I could, I really can't explain it in too much detail in the time we have, but the bottom line is the reason the medical schools teach drug-intensive medicine goes back 100 years to 1910, and that's why, me, that's why medical doctors today know nothing except for drug-intensive medicine. It's not because it works better, but it's because of a business alliance that was formed between the American Medical Association and a, and a couple of billionaire tycoons back around the turn of the last century. And by the way, John Rockefeller, who was, who was responsible for this, had his own homeopathic doctor till the day that he died. So even though the medical schools that he funded taught drug-intensive medicine, he didn't believe in it, and he had a homeopath wow. with him till the day that he died. All about money. All about money. Yeah, it is. All about money. Wow. Well, listen, Ty, I want to thank you so much for coming on and just enlightening us. Uh, you know, I definitely have learned a lot. I learned a lot prior to you coming on because I was able to um, go on your website, go on your website, and I learned a lot. And, you know, you just continue to to give more information. I want to remind everyone to go to cancertruth.net. And you also, talk about your book. I want to talk about your book, too, because uh, is this like the fifth installment of your book? Or fifth, uh, yeah, it's actually the sixth edition, and uh, sixth, my book okay. is called Cancer. Yeah, it's called Cancer Step Outside the Box. And it's basically a tribute to my mom and dad and other five mm-hmm. other family members that I lost to cancer. So that's why I wrote yeah. the book. Eight years ago. Okay, okay. Well, you know, definitely want to thank you for sharing this information. It's valuable. And I think that because the numbers are increasing of people that are going to be touched by this, it's good to get yeah. to know your information now before, you know, you might have to hear that bad news that, uh, unfortunately, you might have to hear bad news that you have yeah, cancer. Absolutely. And also remind everyone to go to thetruthaboutcancer.com to sign up for the seven-day docuseries. Definitely learn a lot of information. Kyle, thank you again. Tell everyone where they can, if you're on Twitter or um, I know you're on Facebook, where, where can they follow you and keep up? Yeah, yeah, you can follow me uh, on uh, Twitter, Cancer Truth News. On Facebook, I'm Cancer Truth. And if you just go to cancertruth.net, my website, I got you can link through to all of my social media right there. And, uh, Stephen, thank you so much for the interview tonight. Send me an email, bro, and I'll send you a signed copy of the book. Absolutely. I will do that. I appreciate it. And I appreciate right, you know, your time tonight. You have a great one, okay? Hey, you too. Take care, man. All right. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Steve and Night Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Steve and Night Show, Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Well, now it's time to go on the Steve's playlist. Uh, we have received music from people all over the country wanting to be featured during this segment. These people select artists to play on our playlist. And tonight, our list uh, features songs from both independent and major artists, including Mally Music, Ken Michelle, Mariah Carey, and many more. If you're interested in being featured on Stephen's playlist, please email us at thestephenightshow at gmail.com. Attach uh, one or two songs, your bio, and one or two promotional pictures. And remember, all songs must be edited for radio, meaning no cursing. And we definitely look forward to hearing. Well, we all know yesterday was Mother's Day, and I came across a song last uh, week. One of my friends said to me that I dedicate to my mother who is my rock. I love her to death. Uh, like I said, she's going through this cancer uh, situation. But this first song I dedicate to her is from Maui Music entitled Beautiful. <laughs> 
Check it out and enjoy it.
purse Why give a bitch an inch when she rather have nine You know how the game goes, she be mine by halftime I'm the, I'm the, ooh, that's that nerve You all about her and she all about hers Birdman Jr. and this bitch, no flamingos And I done did every day but trust these
Didn't I want to badly 
P. Wanna die, wanna drink, then it's on me. Who you with? I'm screaming out, DM me. Chemistry. My love, do you ever dream of? Have you ever loved someone so much you thought you'd have given so much of yourself? It seems the only way. Tell me what you want Like a gun, 
I make a candy rain, let it rain on my tongue Tell her, don't stop, get it, get it, give me, give me some Baby, don't stop, get it, get it, till we get it done She swear I'm the one, she swear I'm the one I'm all in her head, like her hair getting done Baby, need me, like she need air in the lungs Love it when I write my name in the air with my tongue Freaky mommy so fly that she hover yeah. Only chick other than my mother who could call me by my government Real talk, I be thugging it, she be loving it I don't need a gun, bang, I'm a son of it Had a lot of chicks, but ain't none of them live That sit right when it's in that design My shorty's a rider, yeah, my shorty's a rider If I pull a drive-by, I need a getaway driver again for coming on and sharing so much information with us. Uh, don't forget his website is cancertruth.net and his upcoming docu-series is a seven-day docu-series um, called The Quest for the Cure. It documents him traveling around for the last month to different areas uh, discussing holistic approach uh, from an object- objective perspective. From May 26th to June 1st, go to the cancer... I'm sorry, the truth about cancer.com. You can sign up. It's a free docu series that we'll be playing. Uh, what do you say? Let me see here. Make sure I get the correct, correct information. It will be from start Monday, May 26th through Sunday, June 1st. Each episode will uh, air primetime nightly at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and again at 9 p.m. Pacific uh, Daylight Time. So make sure you check that out. Like you said, this is something that a lot of people are being touched by. I know several people that are going through it right now. Um, and, and the numbers, unfortunately, are increasing. So get the information now, you know, before uh, you might have to deal with it, which hopefully you won't have to. But I want to thank you all again for listening to us here at home, for listening to us tonight. I have a great week, and God bless. I know we broke your heart, but it's rolling down your face You know I'm coming over to make sure you don't have to wait I'm a crazy baby, I'm a superman You know I'm playing, you're on my way Baby, baby, you're on my way Baby, baby, you don't have to wait I'm a crazy baby, I'm a superman You know I'm playing, girl I'm on my way